Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Uh, What's hello. up? Jeez, uh, 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 space, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, that's what I said. This will be a fucking fun one, man. I, uh, I, I watched this episode originally when I had COVID, and so I don't remember any, I didn't remember any of it. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre episode. It's a, uh, it's a definitely a, a spoof and a goof. Definitely a, a goof and a spoof. How um, are you? Good. How are you doing, man? Oh, you know, pretty, pretty good. Okay, oh, oh, I had Easter. All right. Oh, oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had Easter. Mm-hmm. I, I did Easter. That's for sure. D- doing, doing Easter is your uh, civic American duty. Do, right. Doing one, doing one Easter, doing one Easter at a time. <laughs> one Easter at a time, trying to make a change. I love uh, it. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a a fucking funny meme about like Jesus's text signature being trying to make a change. Oh and my god! Just nothing, nothing, nothing landed. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> what, what was the last thing you heard from Jesus? Uh, he just said trying to make a change. <laughs> And then he left. But yeah. Love that line. Imagine can you imagine if we wrote if we rewrote the Bible but with smartphones? <laughs> no. Uh how about with no. tweets? Yeah, yeah. If we just fucking <laughs> if we just had a, a Twitter ebook version of the Bible. <laughs> oh my god. Uh somebody wrote the rewrote the Bible in the in the vein of marijuana Simpson. Which is a thing that I I have I recently thought about. I I, per, I think about it once every maybe four or five years, and it's uh it's simply the best thing that I ever fucking forced that upon you when I first discovered it. I don't even know what that is. Somebody okay, so somebody on Twitter like back in like the olden days of Twitter, um, wrote a screenplay mm-hmm. on Twitter. Oh no, and it was just. What if The Simpsons was just like a show about The Simpsons smoking a lot of weed? That's awesome. And it was, it's thankfully it's archived. Um, so you can go back and look at all the tweets. And I, I want to get get people's eyes back on it because it's a really fun thing. That's uh, that's what we should dedicate ourselves to. Should, this podcast should just be about trying to get that to be trending. I think I'm gonna, I'm trying to devote my TikTok presence to uh to to educating educating the youngsters about the old internet. Um the my my first foray into that was making an educational video on the uh RIP Steve Jobs tweet storm. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz that's uh that's about as good as it gets at least for that era. That's a uh good spoof and a goof. I I also I really hope somebody that I really hope I haven't checked on this, but I hope somebody has um, archived that fake Michael Jordan account that somehow got ver- verified back in the day on Twitter. Oh, I wasn't tracking that either. Every time I talk to you, I learn that, something new. Uh, you know, it's uh, it was like it was a I was obsessed with that shit. Like when I first got on Twitter, like the summer of 2010, 
there was so much good shit. Twitter was still really kind of like anarchy. Like <laughs> it was not, it was not the like turgid, horrible, fucking toxic sewage pipe of a, of a space that it is now. And uh, there was just some really fun stuff. Like somehow this guy who's just like goof trooping um, got a blue check mark as Michael Jordan and would just tweet shit like, I think I'm done with green peppers. <laughs> They're the worst pepper and always make a meal worse. And then he would like, just like throw up like a Kierkegaard quote. Oh my God. And Get out of here. <laughs> and then it would be like, and then the next one would be like, I banged my knee real hard today. <laughs> really, really good stuff. It's, it's the, That's a good spoof and a goof. It's, 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 I, I don't know if it was ideology or not, but. But this episode certainly was ideological. This is a lot of ideological struggle <laughs> happening in this episode, which I love. Oh, big, big time! What's up? What up, Playboy? Dan, how's it going, man? What's good, dude? I was um kind of bummed. I was hoping to see your face. Yeah, no, sorry. We like our our Zoom. Uh, Al is our Zoom daddy, and Al has has none internet today. So like we're. Uh, we're we're shit out of luck on the uh, on the on having the zoom and our faces on it. Um, so it is what it is. Fair enough. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what's uh, what's good? What's good out on the west oh, coast? Oh man, it's like fucking gorgeous out right now. Uh, it's like still sunny, and uh, yeah, probably like seventy degrees, sixty degrees. Just freaking gorgeous. Um, fantastic that's actually actually what the kind of weather we're having in the midwest is right it? now too which is great <laughs> yeah it's super nice um nice i just yeah. Yeah, i just uh, i booked a flight back to ohio today too i'm gonna be back in may uh, oh shit yeah you're gonna have to hit you have to hit me up we'll have to get together i can like come out to cleveland or well, wherever most of the people this I might, this might interest you. Uh, i think uh we're gonna go i'm gonna go stay with kurt for a couple of days and mike t's gonna come up and we're gonna like do some midge fidge recording and uh, and hang out in BG for a little bit for like a weekend. So you might yep. have to come do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm game as hell. <laughs> just just give me both of them on it, man. It'd be, be, be really sweet. Well, cool, man. Let's uh, let's let's get into it. Welcome everybody uh, to another episode of Check Under the Sea, the 2021 C Lab 2021 podcast. I'm I'm your host Jim, as always. I'm James, aka Ji. And uh, with us today, we have our uh, we have our illustrious guest Dan. Uh, Dan, would you like to to introduce yourself for saying? Oh uh, yeah, what's up, um, Dan? I've known Jim for forever since back in Ohio when we were actually watching these when they came out on a DVD. Yes. Like we definitely, we definitely have, 
Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've known each other, I guess, for about yeah. 15 years. Uh, so almost as long as Jim and Jim and Al and I have known yeah. each other. We definitely... We definitely sat in, in 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 an apartment several times and watched some of these DVD boxes. That, that's for sure. So when you guys were coming out the goes, podcast, I got like super jealous. I was like, "Dude, I was in those rooms with you, watching yeah. that show." <laughs> and we were all arguing yeah, no, about no what question. episodes to watch. Was, those those some of the fun times, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So today, today we're going to be talking about uh, season two, episode three, "Hail Squish Face." Hail Squish Face. Uh, Hail squish. Originally, originally aired uh, November tenth, two thousand two. Uh, premise is that a, a mysterious Asian visitor God. brings an, an an irresistibly cute gloop onto the station, uh, which Murphy names Squish Face. There are two problems, though. Gloops stink, and they multiply so fast that eventually C Lab is overrun with them. The episode parodies uh, the trouble with troubles, gremlins, and aliens. In various capacities. Yeah, uh, yeah, James, you want to hit us with the high level? Yeah, yeah. So as you said, uh, there's a mysterious visitor, um, crudely drawn uh, Asian female. Uh, I don't think I don't think we're gonna touch any more of that. Well, but, uh, have you guys the... talked about uh, like I, I'm going to ask you guys like because I mean like with the same thing with like Doctor Virjay and a lot of like the foreign accents on this show like could not make it into this day. No. Like just because of the, like yeah, it's it's hella sketchy like and, and kind of crazy in a lot of places. And it's funny too because like Adam Reed did Doctor Virjay's voice. Nice. I'm back. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, James. No, no, no. And yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's something that I, I think we we definitely touch on. I, I think I think uh, Jim, we're on like a every four episodes, one of us talks about that at length for five to ten minutes. That, <laughs> even though Archer. Uh, Archer will, will kind of like touch on this a lot and they kind of get away with it because it's that's like the, the the name of their game. I mean, that's that that shows 10 years old, too. Yeah. So I mean, Dan, 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 I think you put your finger that, on um, it. Frisky Dingo, too. Like he he did the Dr. Yep. J voice with like the Archer character that was in Frisky Dingo. Yeah. 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 And like, I, I don't think Adam Reed cares, um, but I also think it's his generation of uh a creatives i mean i think he's uh in, in many ways a contemporary of like um trey parker matt stone and For sure and those, those sorts of folks but uh anyway so um i mean it's it, it could have been any plot device to get the uh, gloops on uh on c lab uh if, if folks are familiar with the old hannah barbera cartoon they are extremely similar to a uh, gloop and gleep hercules oh, yeah. uh and uh, I and we can talk about some of the Easter eggs and some of the stuff in the uh, in the wares that this uh, lady is selling is a bunch of callbacks from uh, from previous episodes. Anyway, the, as Jim so rightly put it, there's there's some problems with the gloops. Um, the the big secret is that they cannot be fed alcohol um, or they will uh, multiply. So of course they multiply a lot, uh, and they uh, they give off a of a a, a stink, which. Uh, is related to the kind of gas they put out, which slowly takes up all the oxygen on Sea Lab. A lot of hijinks ensue as the uh, most of the crew is enamored with them. Uh, but as it turns out, the the gloops are more than they seem. Uh, they start possessing Murphy. Uh, the the main one, Squish Face, uh, is revealed to take over uh, what's left of Murphy's brain uh, in a fedora like uh, outfit. Uh, the I think it's a fez. It's, it's a I think fez. It's a fez. Sorry, not a fedora. Don't think. Yeah. Uh, spark at one point. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. And eventually they, they become the entire outfit around Murphy, uh, during it's sort of this aliens thing where they kind of go through part of the sea lab to try to hunt him down to kill him. Uh, they eventually prevail, uh, only for them to come back at the very end. And, uh, Quinn comes back with a flamethrower uh, to kill both Murphy and Squishface. Uh, oddly enough, the entire entire lab kind of survives this one, uh, but not without uh, you know sort of great costs. But that's the sort of over and under on how the the episode proceeds. Well, what do we think of this one? I think Sparks is the only one that dies. Well, I mean, I I told Jim that I wanted to come on and talk about this one because it is like one of my favorites. It was easily the most quoted episode when it came out around like my college house like i don't know if you guys want to get into the the funny quotes yeah yet, but like yeah, this is, yeah this let's is, go yes yes go for it uh, take us away hey, Danny, yeah, quotes like that guys pants and ears an all-time favorite uh <laughs> sniff you jerks later was always a favorite around the house what their self <laughs> their self defense mechanism? What the reek of wet ass it was a good one. Um, what a great uh, sophomoric humor that would really thrive in a college house was, you know, you throw a bunch of fart jokes in there, and of course we 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 ate it up, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you want to close your eyes on this, all that stuff, and it's, and and this is all off the top of my head too. I didn't get to watch this episode. I. Uh, Season two isn't included on any of my streaming services, mm-hmm. but season one oh, is. No so I just way. assumed I'd be fine, and then um, I just didn't think about it. I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna have to raw dog it and like roll in there and and just just go for it." Uh, and then I realized like today, like that I, I have the DVD sets in in a box, <laughs> and I could have just easily pulled them out, but I didn't. So. That's- that that's that's just the nature <laughs> of the beast man i've got i've got some i've got like a long list of sort of vamping uh in all caps i always type my notes for this podcast nice. in all caps if that's that's something that might enhance the experience <laughs> for the listener the fact that i'm a very all caps human being and these notes are just in all caps all the time um i'm gonna go just kind of through the ticker tape style like i do through like the quotes and the funny shit um, obviously, Dan, feel free to jump in if anything jogs your yeah. memory on stuff. Uh, we can we can just kind of free free jazz the rest of this. Uh, obviously, Murphy coming out of the gate with uh, you got any <laughs> stuff that doesn't suck? It's like one of the funniest. That's like I still I still use that constantly, and for years I forgot oh, that even came yeah. from this. Captain Murphy, I think, just a quote machine. Love, I mean, I love it. Especially yeah. in this episode, like honestly, like uh, um, this episode really, for a lot of it, just kind of feels like Murphy doing a monologue, yeah. right? Like um, <laughs> the call, calling him, calling yeah. him pudding He's puppet. Like, get you a little hat. Um, <laughs> get you in the mobile. Get y'all cleaned up. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like a, he is. He's talking to himself the whole time. I love. I love I love Murphy's tub. I know that this is I don't think this is the first time we've seen Murphy's tub, but Murphy's tub is so absurd. And I'm I'm wondering, James, do you have any intel like on on for like the commentary, like where they got that tub from, or like how they came up with it, or like what the what the background behind it is? Yeah, the the so the commentary is uh, on the DVD. 
is useless for the actual episode. Um, from what I can tell, it's um, it, I think it's MC Chris and all the writers and producers nice. playing what I what I think is the original Call of Duty, given the World War II <laughs> sounding plane in the middle of the episode and MC Chris talking about Germans. Okay. And it's it's literally the entire episode. Yeah. It's just a lot of gunfire and people yelling at each other. It's it's incredible. Like why 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 would they have done anything else? Well, like we gotta knock out it's these right. commentaries. Let's just put it on in the background, record everything. That, that's actually like that's basically yeah. what they said. They're like, oh, let's just leave it on. This will be the this is this is good enough for the commentary for the DVD, <laughs> and they just keep going. It's nuts. Do you think there's like anyone that really enjoyed doing their DVD commentaries? Because if you ever listen to the South Park ones, like those guys gave up like within the first like couple episodes. They're like, we're not doing whole ones. We're just going to do like five minutes and then just call it. And, and they just like, yeah. So they'll only commentate for like maybe like five, like three to five minutes. And then they're just like, all right, on the next one. And then, I think it only really works for a movie. I just think, yeah. I also just think that like when you're funny, like you're you're fucking when you're a funny person like your your element is vamping it's not like following a script and trying to just like dryly commentate a a thing that you made you always want to shift into funny mode yeah. you always want to be doing improv like and that, i think that, that that probably factors in as well it's like always funny people doing the commentary yeah. um um i think that uh it's funny that murphy is like we, we sort of see these glimpses into Murphy being a, kind of an idiot savant at various points in the show. And I think that the fact that he is like instantly familiar with the, with the gloops and knows their language uh, and like, can communicate them with them, with, with them is really, is really funny. Um, I, I like, uh, I'm about to interject yeah. with the back of my hand. Uh, really the Murphy quote, uh, Murphy just using using the word jerk and jerk face constantly again. Um, good luck finding a candy flavored ass. Yeah, man, um, they taste like candy. Uh, I, uh, it's uh, when 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 fucking when Quinn drops the science that it's methane sulfate that they're emitting. Uh, Marco Marco has his first legitimate himbo moment in the show, and he goes, "I bet that's what the smell is." Uh, it's just like oh oh uh, yeah okay so that's like a very big breach of marco's character so far because like he's been ostensibly pretty pretty sharp-witted and like typically like himbo moments like yeah, that are reserved for stormy but it was it was is definitely definitely some character development for for marco there um and <laughs> some really good like some really good vernacular like I'm afraid that's not an option. Well, then don't couch it. Is it a callback when Stormy goes, I'm going to name it Little Uh, White Stormy? I'm going to name it Little White Stormy? Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, That's that's, that's a really good, that's a really good catch. Yeah, that's a problem. I love that the the use of the, the like, really, really normal, uh, nondescript bit character as as the guy in the Agripod. And uh, I love the, just like the thing that's just going in the background of the kelp harvest. Like, I I I love the concept of the kelp harvest just being this very under the sea thing that is just like understood that gets done on the sea lab, but never really gets explained why unless it doesn't. So like it's kelp. We should um, in later. Yeah, kelp harvest <laughs> sounds like an Earth Crisis style band. Honestly, like. 
there's uh man i don't know like <laughs> i'm trying to think i i sort of got got heady at a certain point i was just like this is there is a weird uh there is a weird parallel to to the present time and it seems like it could almost be construed as like an allegory for something like covid right like we have this <laughs> this invasive we have this invasive thing that just kind of comes out of nowhere um and it overwhelms like supposedly reliable infrastructure i.e like the evaporators and the air vents and um then there's like they have to like make gangbang new technology or other technology that just randomly exists on top of it in order to fight it off i.e these like hilarious ghostbusters guns that they fucking randomly oh get so good. um <laughs> And like it's just like implying C Lab, like again, as as it, as they have done numerous times, to be this like sort of infinite <laughs> treasure trove of gadgetry, right? Like, and I think that's really that really riffs on this idea of you know in in sci-fi, especially sci-fi of the seventies, of just like ah uh, yes, the 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 military industrial complex and the world of science just spins out all these these infinite uh, infinite. Uh, inventions that can do cool things like milk yeah. and honey um and uh i just i think it's it's pretty it's pretty good stuff uh i the i love i once again love the doctor the doctor is the doctor <laughs> and amish dave are like my amish two favorite characters in the this best. show i, I just love as a blanket statement go ahead james yeah um yeah james you you had oh, a thing yeah i just uh about the the covid thing i just love what quinn is like he has objections about like the replicating the gloops because they may carry viruses or disease i thought that was a really great call forward for covid 19 <laughs> really 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 well done i thought um i love how it's just like drinking liquor in the hospital oh is just God, okay he's playing the hospital bed yeah it's good. yeah c pretty much but that the infection thing too is when he's like, well, they can compare, uh, carry infectious diseases. He's like, about to infect you with the back of my hand. <laughs> it's like it's the lead into it, which yeah. now I wish I would have like thought about that going into COVID. I feel like there's some jokes that I could have made with friends there, or people I could have scared yeah. on the street. We'll probably have another opportunity. Yeah. It's never. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to go on forever. I think the like in conclusion for me. Um, oh, and also, just like I, I think that like Mur- Murphy and having parasitic relationships with things is is obviously like becoming like sort oh, of yeah. a theme. Like obviously, and all that all that jazz, you know, he let Ben the Scorpion lay the, the brood of eggs in his navel, um, and and similarly, he just kind of like lets Squish Face um, take over. Dude, when he's like wearing like a fez and, though, and just walking yeah, just around, like, it's it's just the best, dude. Like sometimes when they just the, the character design of Murphy. Yeah with these things like even like iRobot or like situations where he's kind of just like it's it's just the voice can can carry so much and then they can just kind of go free willy-nilly with this character design like the giant hats remember the, what's the episode where he, he wears the it's the um it's the one where they all have to sign the life insurance policies when like murphy's just like wearing the giant oh, yeah, hat the on the segways like how do i look <laughs> like that kind of shit is so good i remember uh, the way he signs, yeah, he, he signs his name on that one too. Murphy with an I and a little heart over. Top. 
one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I had that written on the back of my like guitar head for like the longest yeah. time. It was like R.I.P. Hank Murphy, and I spelled it like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh! The, yeah, that episode oh, perfect, is perfect, coming out on Friday, so uh, it's good. It's gonna be we we vamp on all that stuff. Um, yeah, I just in conclusion for me, I just I feel like we're really like like James has alluded to on past episodes. We're just like really in a groove here. Um, there's a there's a really really solid and deep run of really good episodes that don't don't really stray yeah. too much from a level of consistency. Um, I I really feel like it's, it's just top notch and i think this episode is good because it's like it's a it's a pretty good synthesis of a lot of like themes we've seen so far right like invasive characters orientalism the the unrelenting (laughs) folly of murphy paris parasitism and then like kind of this kind of more emerging theme which is like technology um being overwhelmed by these sort of unknown unknowns that cause this chaos and then the more, uh, like I said, the sort of gang banging of technology, the more, more technology being deployed in defense of order. And I, I think that given the time frame in which this episode was made and aired, like it's pretty, pretty reflective undeniably of like the uncertainty of post 9-11 America, right? Like this was, this was in the same year. Um, I believe it was February of 2002 where Donald Rumsfeld um, dropped this famous quote um, about about you know known known, yeah. known unknowns and unknown unknowns um, and and I think that there's sort of a lot of that um, floating around in this yeah I don't know what for you sure and that uh, I mean there's a lot of we talked some stuff about Zizek on this this humble podcast and he's the one that uh, said that Rumsfeld forgot the uh, the fourth one of these which is the unknown known the thing you don't know that you know which I think it's really just us talking about all these wonderful quotes that come out of episodes like this. We don't even know where they came from. Yeah. I always wanted to, I, I always wish that three, six mafia had made a, uh, a battle tape with, with Zizek called. Whenever I hear that quote, I just know. immediately hard to, uh, when they do it on boondocks, when Samuel Jackson's saying it as his, like, as that like white American, uh, like, uh, he plays like this like Caucasian, like kind of like gangster dude that's like doing it ironically or not like ironically, but he's just like a rich kid doing the gangster act and he's like a military vet. You ever see that episode? You ever watch Moondogs? I yeah, you know, I think that actually around the same time that we were we were watching yeah. this show, I was watching yeah. a, a quite a bit of Boondocks with like uh, with uh, with very yeah, and he keeps trying to do that quote like the knowns or unknowns quote and riley's in the back seat being like what and then it breaks into the say what again motherfucker like you know that it's i mean it's aaron mcgruder at his best like that, could, that dude when that show was humming like it was one of my absolute oh, yeah. favorites to watch and same thing with c-lab like coming back to the topic is that you're talking about like this stretch that you're on and this really was like when they hit a groove in season two is probably why season two is one of the best seasons like one of their best seasons if not the best because they just yeah, you're on like a stretch now where it's just nothing but banging episodes at one after another, and it's yeah, season two is probably my favorite. This, yeah, this season's definitely a banger if we can use that term. In this <laughs> we can definitely use that word. It's a, it's a, it seems to be a timeless term that is that is enjoyed by by people across generations. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I 
had one one comment about the uh, the trinkets at the beginning of the episode. Just I, I got to get this out of my chest because like oh, yeah. we saw this a few episodes ago too. Just speaking of it being such an awesome season, they already have a season worth of just material to work with. So like, there's so many callbacks in the the trinkets that the lady the the beginning is trying to sell. And there's like a can of ham, a can of chocolate chip juice, the squid from the uh, feng shui episode. Master Shake stickers, uh, Stimutax. Speaking of kelp, uh, there's some Stimutax. Uh, the Red Wrench just keeps making its appearance over and over again. Uh, the Baby Clock from Chickmate. Oh, and, and a miniature cow, which is just like a shrunken version of the one from Dare to <laughs> uh, And yeah, I had to freeze frame it on the DVD. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. My, my, my cup I was hoping one of you two did that because I, like, I, I remembered like, that was something I wanted to pause on. I was like, man, I hope one of them did it because I want. I just want to hear back all that stuff, dude. There's, there's some classics in there. Yeah. Super funny. Yeah, James, James is always old, old, reliable with like but catching everything. Oh, sorry. Uh, the card that the lady rolls to... in, though, like I, Jimmy just like touched on it too. Is like, the, like the kind of like the infinite, like infiniteness that is C Lab. Like you can never like tell like how big it is, like what parts are what parts, even when you see it from the outside, like they just keep making more and more pods. And it just seems like there's just like, you know, like, cause you get in those later episodes where they got like the bar in there and stuff like that during the, uh, the next episode with that, with the radioactive Hesh one, uh, or Murphy's playing golf or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you have like this infinite space that is C-Lab. So like, of course there's just a lady going around with like random trinkets that have been like, collected through a season's worth of like ridiculousness uh and it's just it's so perfectly them and i think that's just why like when you start getting into these episodes it starts expanding out and getting pretty wild i think you're exactly right well absolutely i i wanted to i'd be remiss if i didn't mention um, oh, yeah. our sponsor today um, we, 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 there was, there was somebody mentioned putting at some point, uh, nice segue from that. Wanted to, uh, to plug our sponsor today, which is Puddin' Pals, uh, pouched snacks. Um, I, some of you might remember Jello Pudding Bites from the early 2000s. Now, uh, you, you can, you don't have to be nostalgic anymore because you can get the same great taste and texture, uh, only uh, they they without without all the <laughs> sugar that, that that is for pussies. Uh, these are put pudding pals of pure protein. Yeah. They're made from from hemp and kelp, uh, and uh, and we're we're excited to uh, to give you a ten percent off your first uh, first box of pouches with uh, with uh, promo code C Lab. Damn, that's a long one, dude. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm glad they're made yeah. out of uh, so too, we're going, bring we're, it back, man. You should yeah, just that, do like a damn it, man. They taste like candy. Like the tagline. Yeah. Um, so um, we are we are coming up on it, and uh, we don't want to keep uh, keep anybody too much longer than we have to. Uh, Dan, you are a you are a man who makes things, and I wanted to give you a chance to plug. Oh uh, yeah, I do make I, I do make on. a lot of stuff. It is my Insta handle. Sometimes uh, I do a street art thing called From Parts Unknown. It's the Instagram handle. If you want to check it out, uh, I also make a lot of apparel that a lot of people wear. Sometimes that that can go nameless. 
And uh, if you ever want, like I run a nonprofit apparel company called No Pity Originals. Uh, I like creative direct for it and was like a founding member of it for it's like 10 years. Um, it's, it's based off of soccer and growing soccer in the communities. Like we kind of hosted out here in Portland um, under like, you know, like kind of like the, the Timbers team that's out here, but uh, it's very much like something that <clears throat> all our profits go to like either like growing the support of soccer in Portland or helping our community out, whether it's like if a high school is going to drop their soccer teams because of, money or anything like that, we'll just step in and pay for it. No questions asked. We also work with Harper's Playground, which is a handy capable playground system that's been building playgrounds up here in the greater Northwest. And uh, yeah, uh, I would, I would recommend checking all that crap out, man. If you, if you like soccer and helping people, that's a good one. If you like seeing uh, someone put wrestling masks up on street corners, that's another thing. Um, and yeah, like I'm, I'm nice. all around, but this was really fun. Uh, yeah, if you guys are, I think, I, I think I tried to request doing another one, but anytime you guys want to have me on, always a good time. Uh, I'll promote it on my, on my platforms as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously keep you in the loop. Um, and yeah, let us literally <laughs> let me know whatever. Sure. What was the other one that I requested? Do you remember? To, to have you, have you vamping with us. Yeah. I don't even remember what the other one was. Um, I think that was might have been yeah. Bizarro, but Bizarro Bizarro was took. So think about a, a, a one beyond Bizarro, um, and at Le- Legend of Bang. That was the one that I was referencing where they got the bar. Where uh, but beyond the bar that, fight. is that my hat? He just goes walking back <laughs> oh, in yeah. there and <laughs> starts a fight. Uh, for sure. Well, I'll dig out my DVDs and uh, hell yeah, maybe pop through a couple and, and find some episodes that might be fun for to watch, but. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, sounds perfect. Uh, appreciate you, Dan. Uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, please go ahead and watch the episode. Again, the show's really in a groove right now, and it's uh, it just keeps getting better. Uh, <laughs> like that like that old Lone Star song said. Um, have a, have a, a blessed week, a blessed weekend when this comes out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>